It's time for JT the Brick. Hey, JT, how you doing, man? Now there's a new team, and everybody's pretty much new, and I got their back. I want this thing to work. Everybody's got to get on the same page. JT the Brick. Yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be last-second losses. There's going to be a draft pick that doesn't make the team. Whatever it is, it's Raider Nation. JT, thanks for having me on. Always great to catch up with you, and keep it going, okay? I'll talk to you soon, man. And now, here's JT the Brick. Raider Nation unite! Oh, yes! JT back in town from Tahoe. The Madness. Devontae Adams. I got a lot of catching up to to do. What's happening, everybody? I am fired up. And my voice is not bad, Bobby, considering I was uh, I was in the madness up in Tahoe as it was dumping snow. I was skiing fresh powder. I didn't think I'd see snow uh, the rest of this year. But coming off a nice weekend up in Tahoe at the Hard Rock up there, I had a blast. Now I'm back. I had a little bit of airport hell, but I'm here in time and I'm ready to roll. And what a show we got lined up for you today, Raider Nation, brought to you by PTs, the best happy hour in town. Uh, midnight to 2 a.m., 5 to 7 p.m., official partner of the Golden Knights, who got some news coming up here at the trade deadline. No Marc-Andre Fleury. I went out on a limb telling everybody I thought there was a really good chance he was coming back because his agent was talking, wink, wink, off the record. He ends up in Minnesota, which means he was available. That's a topic for later on this week because i got to catch up with the Raiders. As we get rolling here, uh, first off, we have a new segment that I'm very proud of that I've been working with behind the scenes with the Raiders. We are going to talk to two alumni from every decade, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, the 2010 era, and now, so it's going to take a couple of months as we lead up to the draft, uh, two a week, and we kick off with Fred Bolitnikoff. So Fred Bolitnikoff kicks off the 60s. And we're going to talk about his draft experience. But on top of that, I texted Freddie today, Fred Bolitnikoff, widely considered the greatest Raider receiver of all time. I don't know how you not have him there. You got Tim Brown, and we'll talk to him as part of this series. But the news of Devontae Adams coming to the silver and black, and my opinion on that. So let's begin, and I want to do a Devontae Adams heavy show today, along with something else I'm working on. I am thrilled by this deal. Now, the reason I didn't think the deal would happen, and most people didn't think it would happen, because of the price. Very expensive player. Very expensive player to bring in-house. Enormously expensive to bring in. But it makes sense because of his age and the fact that he is in the beginning of the prime of his career. Okay, so he's in the beginning of his prime. It might have started a year or two ago, but he's got a prime that's going to last long after this contract, and hopefully he does another contract with the Raiders. But a very expensive player. And I didn't know because at the start of free agency, you were all complaining that the Raiders are asleep. They're not doing anything. Oh, my God, they're done. We're done. Oh, look at the Chargers and Russell Wilson. You, a lot of people thought the Raiders were stuck in the mud with no four-wheel drive and they couldn't get going. No, it was just the opposite. As I told you on the radio, slow your roll. Calm the hell down. These two gentlemen who have taken over, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, are going to do it their way. And their way, the Patriot way, not bringing in Devontae Adams, because that the only time that ever happened in Patriot history was Randy Moss. So they don't have a track record of doing these type of deals. They did it. So congratulations to them. And believe me, I don't think they gave up a lot. 
because the Raiders had a, they didn't have a top draft pick. So if you look at what the Raiders are giving up over the next two years, I think the Raiders got the better end of that deal. The only issue is they got to pay them now. Remember, Green Bay doesn't have to pay them. They're not eating the contract, and the Raiders are getting this guy for free. The Raiders got to move mountains of money to pay him, which is fine. Same thing with Chandler Jones. So these are very, very unique, aggressive, and expensive deals. Well, why is that happening? It's happening because Mark Davis came to Vegas. These deals would not have happened in Oakland. Remember, we are the show of record that said, we wish the Raiders stayed in Oakland forever. Why not? It was an unbelievable experience. They played in a coliseum that was breaking down, had no revenue with tickets, had no revenue with anything left there, and Libby Shaft, the mayor, and the politicians behind Oakland are the worst politicians in the history of sports. If you think if the Raiders stayed in Oakland, they would have made these deals, you're nuts. So they can do these deals now in Vegas because of the revenue that is coming off Allegiant Stadium, which Mark Davis put together, along with a lot of other people. So that's the reason why Devontae Adams could come here, because there's an opportunity for the Raiders to have massive revenue as their revenue has shot to the top of the NFL, and they have the ability to do deals like that. So if there are still a couple of people on the fence who don't understand this deal, please come to Vegas, I'll buy you a beer, and I'll walk you through the whole deal. This deal never happens in Oakland, no chance. The Raiders bring in Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams, So the Raiders have officially won free agency. It's over. If Jim Lampley was calling it, he said, we're stopping the fight. We're stopping the fight. The Raiders have won free agency because the two players, and I got a list of seven players that are really good, but the two players that they bring in in this window, Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams, are potential Hall of Famers. Chandler Jones is a Hall of Famer. All he has to do is give the Raiders one or two productive years. Remember Richard Seymour and how long he waited, and now he's a Hall of Famer, and he's a Raider. He's going into the Hall of Fame, not from the Raider years, it's the Patriot years. And the same for Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is at the forefront. He's at the footsteps of the Hall of Fame. He will not go to the Hall of Fame, most likely as a Raider, but if he gets a Super Bowl to the Raiders, the wait will be much shorter for him to get in. With Devontae Adams, Green Bay's got to be freaking out. Because he didn't even say goodbye to Aaron Rodgers publicly. He wanted out. I believe he wanted out for two reasons. One, Derek Carr is his best friend. Wants to play with Derek Carr. And Derek Carr had a lot to do with the recruitment of this, I would assume. Haven't interviewed Derek in a while, but if I did, that'd be the first question I have asked him. What was Derek Carr's role in recruiting Devontae Adams or telling the organization that this is the player that he wanted? That's going to be a unique podcast or story when Derek talks about it down the road. And then secondly, you cannot talk about the Green Bay Packers now as a real Super Bowl threat because they lost their number one player behind their quarterback who is a four-time MVP, back-to-back MVP. Let me ask you, everybody, you think think Aaron Rodgers wins MVP the last two years without Devontae Adams? No, Devontae Adams got Aaron Rodgers the MVP. Aaron Rodgers got Devontae Adams this contract in Las Vegas. They worked together. It's like LeBron James playing with the player or someone playing with the player who, who leaves LeBron James, but LeBron James made him great, and he goes and he gets a new contract. So the Raiders should be ecstatic to get these two players because these two players now officially, for the first time, 
And if we had a drum roll, we don't have drums in the studio because now every show's got like seven guys on the air at the same time and there's an idiot in the background with an actual drum. The budget must be amazing for this, those shows. But the drum roll would be for the first time since I've been with the Raiders, 23 seasons going on 24, that I'm going to allow fans to call in and say Super Bowl. I repeat, I never did it in the past because the Raiders were never a Super Bowl contender after the Gannon years. Never even close. And the year that Carr got injured, they had an opportunity, but they didn't win a playoff game, and they weren't a Super Bowl contender. This is the first time in 20 years for me that you can talk about the Raiders being a Super Bowl contender because of Cincinnati and what they did last year. Now, Cincinnati getting Lavelle Collins. Lavelle Collins is a great offensive lineman, and having the roster that they had, and worse ownership, worse ownership than any ownership I think you can talk about in a long time. The Raiders have an opportunity to play for the Super Bowl every year. Now, it's going to be very hard because of the AFC West. Everybody's going to get bludgeoned in that division because it's just it's so combative. It's so difficult that to get out of the AFC West with a home playoff game, which means you've got to win the division with Russell Wilson. You've got to win the division against Justin Herbert. You've got to win this division Against Patrick Mahomes, the Raiders can do that now because of Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. If you had Devontae Adams without Chandler Jones or Chandler Jones without Devontae Adams, it's a reach. It's a reach. It is. Come on, be honest. It's a reach. Now it's not a reach. You can really think that the Raiders can win the Super Bowl. And the odds are showing that, how this changed over the last couple of days. So I am ecstatic about this deal. I'm ecstatic for Mark Davis, who's approving all of this. Mark Davis, if there's any more Mark Davis critics left, and and I'm not talking the Oakland fans. I get it. Oakland, you you wanted to keep the team. So did I. So did everybody, including Mark. Okay, it didn't work out. If you're not behind Mark Davis after this, and you don't think that Mark Davis has the mind to go all in, Mark Davis has gone from a certain individual who took over the team after his dad's death and has gone through – And Mark doesn't care about any of this, by the way. He cares about none of this. But fans do. And those who have been critical of Mark Davis, now you have to look at the situation differently and what he's doing for you as a fan base to give you hope to win. That's his job. He's the owner of the team. He's got to have an opportunity to win championships. Mark's told me a hundred times in private settings what a Super Bowl would mean to him personally. And it means more to the fan base for him than it does to him. So Mark went all in. And obviously approved with Dave Ziegler and everybody in the building. Yeah, you can go do these deals, and they did them. So this is great communication. And and, and remember what happened last year. Henry Ruggs killing the day accident to kill Tina Tintor. Um, Arnett, the injuries after injuries after injuries. And Raider fans looking around going, oh, my God, we still won 10 games and made it to the playoffs and had first and goal at the nine. Now you got first and goal at the nine with Devontae Adams and Josh McDaniels calling the play and Derek comfortable with Devontae Adams and Waller and Renfro and everything else they have. There's more depth than even that. So if you're a Raider fan today, I'm assuming you're listening to Raider Nation Radio, call me on Devontae Adams and let me know what you think about this at 702-365-9200. Let's give credit to where credit's due. That's always the focus of the show. Excuse me. Always the focus of the show always is giving credit where credit's due. Because when you call me on the Raider postgame show and they lose, you hammer the hell out of the coach or the player who dropped the ball or the guy who didn't tackle everybody. 
Well, how about some credit now where credit's due? I'm not saying the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not. But I'm saying they are in Super Bowl contention for years to come because of the roster that's in place. That excites me more than I've ever been excited before. This is an entire team effort here on Raider Nation Radio. A lot of excitement going forward. We're going to talk to all these people accordingly. There is breaking news still hopefully coming up. The Raiders hopefully are not done. They are not done in free agency as there's a couple of players left. And also, I think that Dave Ziegler is doing a nice job because he's letting the market, like the stock market, reset on some of the players that you want, that I wanted, from the Honey Badger to other players where the market has crashed. Now you can go get these guys and lowball them. Or maybe not lowball them out of respect to the players, but go in and get them at a much cheaper price. So I love what's happening there. So I'm pumped up for Chandler Jones, Devontae Adams, along with several other players who are coming in. But the unfinished business for the Raiders, the unfinished business is that they have to go find a way to build the offensive line. You got Derek Carr with all these weapons. You have got to bring in another offensive lineman. And forget about this rookie talk. You don't have a pick. Okay, I'll be anchoring the Raiders draft as I always do. There's no pick unless they decide on draft day to move up to number three and do something, which I don't see that happening. The Raiders decided, and man, did I nail this. I told you with this new regime, and if it was Gruden and Mayock still here, I was going to tell you because of the success of the Rams and what we've seen with Tampa Bay with Brady the last two years. Forget about these draft picks. Go get the player. Go get Devontae Adams. The Raider fan who's sitting in the 400 section, the 300 section, paying an enormous price for a PSL, they don't want to watch a draft kid develop over three years. They want to win now. Devontae Adams gives you with Chandler Jones. And do you hear what Chandler Jones is saying? I mean, this guy is fired up. And I said the same thing about Yannick Ngakwe when he came here. He was a great Raider for a year. He said all the right things. But here's a portion of Chandler Jones's press conference uh, that I wanted to play here as we kick off the monologue on how the deal came together, how he became a Raider. Yeah, that was uh, my agent, honestly, my agent. I, I spoke to my agent. We sat down, um, and we had a list, and obviously the Raiders were, were on the list. Um, but there were a lot of things that credited to my decision of coming to, to coming. I'm sorry, coming to Las Vegas. Uh, Max Crosby. I mean, everyone's speaking about Max Crosby. I'm speaking about Max Crosby. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, and just to have the opportunity to rush on the opposite side of him is huge for me. Uh, the front office. I have familiar. I'm very familiar with the front office. I trust them like no other. I mean, they, I've known this. I know them since I came into the NFL. Uh, David Sig, Josh McDaniels, Pat Graham. Pat Graham was my position coach in New England when I first started playing my rookie year. So he's the D coordinator. Uh, this is great. This is a great opportunity for me. I'm happy to be a Raider, and uh, like I said, I can't wait to get on the field. Perfect fit, right? Perfect fit. He's not making that up. He mentions the names of the coaches and Dave Ziegler. So this was the fit for him. They knew. They knew behind the scenes. We did not. No Raider insider that I know knew that they were working on Chandler Jones as to be that player there, and it makes a lot of sense now. Just like Devontae Adams made a lot of sense because of Derek Carr and the fact that he was not happy in Green Bay. He was not thrilled about Green Bay. It makes a lot of sense, but because they had the franchise tag in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers came back, it looked like Devontae Adams would stay in Green Bay. Wasn't the case because the Raiders pounced. More from Chandler Jones on the potential of the different fronts and the defense that they're going to play under Pat Graham. Yeah, well, uh, I think well, when, when you have a front office like this, 
they're very versatile, and uh, they get versatile players that can do a lot of different things. Um, the the skip when you talk about scheme, the, having the ability to change scheme is very confusing for the opposing team. Uh, I mean, if you if you come out in a, in a three four for two weeks straight, and then the, and the next week that 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 third week that third team is going to think that you're in a three four and you switch to a four three, that that could be a nightmare. That's when you see blowouts. That's when you see. And not trying to guarantee that, but I'm just saying that's when you see huge games like that. So uh, in order to have the ability to to be versatile and to switch and and alter your defense. Uh, it makes it makes it very dangerous uh, for teams. A very dangerous feature to have. Yeah, and that feature you don't hear Max Crosby freaking out about it. You don't hear anybody losing their mind. Oh my God, I'm a four three guy. I'm going to play in a three four. No, they'll figure it out. It's going to be versatile, just like it's going to be for the Chargers with Bosa and Khalil Mack and who they have, and they're going to be different and versatile too. That's what's going to happen here in the division. More from Chandler Jones from his press conference on his leadership, which we see just jumps out at him. Yeah, uh, I think that's expected of me, of where I am in my career. Uh, I'm 32. Uh, this is going into year 11, I believe. And uh, I think leadership is, is expected of me coming here. Uh, also, I want to say I'm not, I'm not going to be one of those guys that's going to come here and try to demand respect. You have to earn that from the players. And I've learned that from coming to a new team. And I would say I'm the kind of leader. I'm not a guy that's going get, to get out and say hoorah and yell and try to, and try to get, you know, uh, Everyone's attention that way. I'm a, I'm a huge lead by example guy. Hey, Chandler's Chandler's running off the field. Let me run off the field. Maybe that maybe that helps with success. Um, just little things like that. And I think that's very contagious. And not demanding for people to do it, but just do it and then and then show the results. You know what I'm saying? Hey, this oh Chandler he, he stayed he stayed after a little bit just to do an extra few steps to work on his craft. Damn, but somehow he got two sacks this week. Sorry, excuse my language. You know what I'm saying? But when you perfect your craft, it shows. The results always show. And maybe I could be a, an example to that because I'm a, I'm a hard worker. I'm a really hard worker. And uh, But I, and when it goes back to your question as far as leadership, I expect to take that role coming to this team and any team that I'm on. It comes with the package for sure. Is this guy a pro or what? Uh, this is an 11-year pro who's played at the highest level. More sacks than any player in the league since 2012. That's 10 years. Okay, so this is a guy who's at the top of the mountain, and the Raiders got to get two years out of him at a high level. Have to. This is a very expensive move. It's an important move. It changes everything. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to be fresh, and he's got to have great years in front of him, not on the downside of his career. One more on the fans, Raider Nation, and what that means to him coming into a brand-new market that he seems very familiar with. Man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to show this conference uh, Raider Nation to show them my talents, and and not that, I, that if they didn't know, um, I'm excited for them to see me in silver and black, second quarterbacks, honestly, and not to make any guarantees, but I think I'm going to be doing a lot of it. All right, so that's on Chandler Jones when Devontae has his press conference. We'll cover it live if it's in our time slot, and we'll get to that. Over the last couple of weeks or just a month or two, I've lost a few friends who passed away. It's been really hard on me. It's been hard on me and my family and just the people I know. And it comes in waves. It does. And Saturday when I was up in uh, Tahoe in a festive atmosphere, skiing, watching March Madness, I had four of my best friends there. I looked down on my phone and found out that my friend John Clayton passed away. And it hit really hard. And my friends noticed it. I got up. I walked away. 
I wasn't in John's inner circle. He wasn't in mine, but he was a dear friend. And I got a lot of stories to tell about John Clayton. So I'm dedicating the entire week to John Clayton. The entire week of my show, which started last night on Sirius XM and will go to the end of this week. It's all dedicated to John Clayton. Later on in the show, we're going to play a recent interview that I've had with John so I can hear his voice again. Uh, John Clayton is one of the greatest people I've ever met in the industry of sports. He was a tireless worker. He was a friend who always came on when we asked him to come on. His information was amazing. The stories I can tell when we were in Seattle together from the early part of my career, when I was on KJR Radio on different networks, to the, to the times I was able to spend with him at the Hall of Fame, at Ken Stabler's induction, to when George Allen was inducted, and the friendship that we had. I have a very heavy heart. It was a rough weekend with all the fun I was having to stop every few moments going, oh my God, John passed away unexpectedly. I would appreciate if the Raider Nation, I would appreciate it if the Raider Nation paid respect for him the entire week. I don't ask for much. I don't. You know me if you've been listening for 20 minutes or 20 years. I'd like everybody to show a high level of respect on the passing of John Clayton. He was a legend. He's one of the top Mount Rushmore insiders of all time, a personal friend, and I have a very heavy heart coming in talking about him because I can't believe he's not with us. Cannot believe that I can't reach out to him for advice, uh, mentorship, to ask him about his opinion on the Raiders, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, the breaking news today, going to the Colts. We'd text back and forth, really bummed out by this. John Clayton, the professor, rest in peace. 702-365-9200. Fred Bolitnikoff at the bottom of the hour. Jay in Vegas. Jay, thanks for calling in. How are you? Start off the week. Doing good, JT, man. I appreciate you leading off with me, man. Uh, uh, Man, I got three things for you, but obviously first, man, the John Clayton news, man. Rest in peace to that man. And thanks, you know, to him, you know, for all the service especially before social media came out, man. I remember being a kid and, you know, we had no social media. We had no internet, you know, and I would rush home, especially during free agency. I would rush home to put on ESPN to see, you know, what kind of deals the Raiders did. And it was usually John Clayton breaking them, you know? Yeah. yeah, That guy's going to be missed, man. But um, I I got, I got a few things for you, JT. I'll try to say them Mm -hmm. as quick as possible. So on the Chandler Jones deal, uh, JT, I called you uh, last week, giving you a little bit of pushback as far as the production and and the money. Mm -hmm. And JT, I'm mad enough to tell you right here, right here on the radio, JT, that I was wrong. And I was wrong because I broke a rule that I that I usually follow, and that is, you know, I'm a I'm a press conference type of guy. I just don't want to hear the words. I want to see you. Um, I want to see your body language. Seeing that interview or his press conference, man, I came away just super excited. I, I have a firm belief that we are going to have an even better pass rush this season coming up than we had last season. And last season was pretty good because look at the type of year that Nate Hobbs and Casey Hayward had. And now, you know, with, uh, with uh, Nate Hobbs coming back again, Trayvon Mullen, and with Rock Yassin, I think with this pass rush, we didn't need a player like J.C. Jackson. I wanted J.C. Jackson, mm-hmm. but after uh, all the body of work that Ziegler did, you know, uh, we don't need a J.C. Jackson back there. Mm-hmm. We just need solid players because the pass rush is going to put the, the – you know, the, the happy feet on these quarterbacks. And I think we're going to get a lot of turnovers. So I was, I was wrong on that, on that deal. And I'm mad enough to say okay. as a, as far as Devontae Adams, JT, uh, the league has been put on notice. Mark Davis has put the league on notice that we are out here to get big time players. And 
we have the money to do it. If we need to restructure contracts, we have cash on hand. If we need to turn some years into signing bonuses, we have the cash on hand. And, man, the, the, mm-hmm. Devontae Adams is just going to make everything so much better, not only for on the offense but on the defense. Because now we can play three, three types of football. We can play the long game intermediate game or the screen game and i think most and most of these games jt we are going to win the time of possession battle right. because of the weapons that we have and that's going to help the defense as far as my last thing uh summing up all these deals and i know we're still not done but summing up all these deals like i can only come up with one word jt and that's respect and respect and and, and it pertains to these three guys jt josh mcdaniels all the all the flack that he got for what happened in in, in uh with the broncos uh, um, mm-hmm. how he left the cold high and dry. This man is coming here because he wants some respect put on his name, JT. Okay. When, uh, it comes, when, when it comes to Ziegler, JT, uh, you know, there's, uh, Bill Belichick was the man making all the deals. He was just a man sitting in the room. Well, with all these deals that he made, he's looking for respect put on mm-hmm. his name. And with uh, Mark Davis, JT, you know, ma- making, uh, signing off on all these deals and his will to win, JT, he wants respect put on his name, okay. JT. Thanks. Thank you. And I think a lot of that has to do with the revenue structure, Mark Davis wanting to win, and the message that Ziegler and McDaniels want to send. And they're not about they're not message guys. They just want to coach, sign players, and go back to their office and work their ass off. From what I'm understanding. They're not about, hey, we're better than you. Look at us. Look at what we're doing here. They just want to go to work and do their job. Breaking news. The Saints have re-signed Jameis Winston to a two-year 28 million-dollar deal, along with the breaking news today of the Colts have agreed to terms on a trade for Matt Ryan, another blockbuster quarterback deal. Matt Ryan's a hell of a player. He's had a great career, and he goes to the Colts with one of the best offensive lines and maybe the best running back out there. So it's not about him having to put up Aaron Rodgers' numbers. That's a big deal for the Colts. Another quarterback going to the AFC who's got a Hall of Fame resume. Look at the quarterbacks in the AFC. Chris in West Oakland, who I was uh, excited to see up in Tahoe. How are you, Chris? How'd you get back? How are you recovering? JT, I'm on my way back. Uh, currently, I'm about to hit Vacaville with, uh, with my son, Zach, in the car. I'll give the March Madness recap uh, tonight. Uh, I got a little bit, but I didn't call you last night. Let's just say I'm a physical wreck. I'm probably too old to carry on like I did for four days, but I had a phenomenal time, and we'll hit that more on the night show. Just wanted to, when I called you last, it was Thursday, talking about Ziggler and how, how impressed I was the way the Raiders are reshaping this roster, how they're clearly evaluating talent a different way, how they're not scared to give up a first-rounder for an already proven Hall of Famer to be. And they hadn't even gotten Devontae Adams yet. So you wanted a phone call on Devontae Adams? Here it is. What they're doing now is giving Derek Carr what he's never had, a legitimate roster from top to bottom to compete for a Super Bowl. I'm not going to quite go there with you yet, JT. I'm going to crawl before you can walk. Let's win the AFC West first. Let's wrestle that crown away from Kansas City. But for the first time in Derek Carr's career, he has a, he, he has a legitimate chance now with the roster and the players surrounding him. Ziegler's doing a phenomenal job. I don't think he's done either. But I just I love everything this team is doing right now. I like you can just see the difference in philosophy. And I'm not going to throw shade at Coach Gooden and Mayock. I always had the utmost respect. I know they wanted nothing but the best for the silver and black. But I love what Dave Ziegler's doing. As I told you the day they hired him, 
this may turn out to be, and I'm not. And this has nothing to do with McDaniel's coaching ability, but Dave Ziegler's talent evaluation is off the charts, and I hope we're just in the beginning stages of that. I'll call you more, but real quick, JT, I know how you sounded. I talked to you about it a little Friday night. Condolences to John Clayton. I clearly didn't know him, but this guy was funny, insightful, and let's be honest. That the commercial with the at the Slayer concert with the wig on his head, one of the greatest Sports Center commercials of all time. The sports world will be missed. JT, I'm sorry for your loss because I know you were a friend of his, and unfortunately, as we get older, far too often we're losing people close to us. It, you know, I know it's hit you hard in the last you know year or two. And again, my condolences to you, the Clayton family, and you know there'll be a shot raised as there were many to John Clayton. Talk to you tonight, yeah. my friend. Thanks a lot. And John had a lot uh, bigger friends and uh, closer friends than myself. But I reached out to a couple of radio hosts, and they all say the same thing. John was available for all of us. And if you know me, I have a passion for the Hall of Fame because of my relationship with our next guest, Fred Bolitnikoff, and what he's taught me. Jim Brown, one of the most important people in my life. And John Clayton and Howard Balzer was going to join us at 1.30. We're paying tribute to John Clayton the entire week. And coming up, we're starting deep dive into Raiders draft history. One of the all-time greats, Fred Bolitnikoff, is next. This JT the Brick Legends moment is brought to you by M Resort, the official team headquarters hotel of the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, me and Devontae are, you know, he's one of my best friends, you know, and, uh, you know, when he, when he said that and I, you know, I said, I, I'm, I'm going to full court press the guy when he's a free agent. Like, there's no doubt I'm offering whatever I got to offer. I'll buy him a car, buy whatever I got to do. I'm off of that man. And because I know he'd fit in great with the receivers that we have here because they're, they would just fit so well, you know, in, in that room. So uh, I'm allowed to say those things. Our organization isn't, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to say that guy's my best friend. You know, I, I think he's one of the best. He's the best receiver in the NFL. So when he came out and said that, I mean, he, he just talked, he tells it how it is. And so I know he's focused though on being a Packer. And I know that because I see how he works. Um, I know how he works and I know how much it means to him. So he's focused on that. And all, and I, honestly, I'm focused on trying to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And hopefully he's in it so I can beat his butt too, you know? And, uh, you know, that's the plan. And then recruit him over to the dark side a little bit. Derek Carr on bringing in Devontae Adams, his best friend. How unique is that? As this legend segment now is a little bit different, brought to you by the M Resort. Spa and Casino, we're excited to talk about legends who were drafted by the Raiders and tell their stories. We start with the 60s era and one of the all-time greats, the Super Bowl MVP, the Hall of Famer, the College Receiver Award is named after him, Fred Bolitnikoff. Freddie, are you ready to take us back to the mid-60s and your journey? It seems like yesterday. <laughs> well, before we get to your journey, you just heard the soundbite about Devontae Adams, and I know your friendship and how you mentor, and you've been talking to Hunter Renfro. How about this deal? How amazed were you to find out with Waller, Renfro, what the Raiders have, they get the best receiver in football with Devontae Adams? Well, I'll tell you what. It's been a number of years that finally we get a free agent signing with somebody that makes an impact on the field. Yeah. And, and I'm really happy for the Raiders, for for the guy that we got with Devontae, it's it's terrific. And 
what more can you ask for? If you if you reach in a hat, they said pick out pick out a number, <laughs> and all the numbers had his number on it. You'd be in luck. Well, as but I told, you were able to do it, and they pulled it off. And congratulations to Mark and the organization, and to all the coaches. Well, for you, you're going to have to get down on the field earlier than you normally do. You know, you get down on the field to see, you know, the people that you know and Hunter. Now you got Devontae down there, Darren Waller. And I really mean that, Fred. I think this is great for you also as an esteemed alumni with this organization who goes to the home games and comes in there to see these young players who want to know about the history of the league and the history of the Raiders. And you're going to be there for them when your time's available. Well, you know, I'll be there for anybody in that organization that wants to have me around, and especially the receivers. I love those guys. Uh, to me, they've always been great, and to add somebody else just as great is unbelievable. So, you know, now you look across the board, who are you going to cover? Who are you going to stop? Uh, now defenses have, have their hands full. They really do. Fred Bolitnikoff joins us. So we go back to your draft process. <laughs> Take me back to 1965 because you were drafted in the NFL, the 39th pick overall, third round in the AFL draft, in the second round, pick 11. So walk me through coming out of Florida State, what it was like in your last game when you were starting to think about playing professionally. Wow. You know what? Back then, you know, the media was very small. The only media coverage I was getting was the AFL-NFL wars. That was who could steal the players from each other, who could get them signed. Uh, there wasn't too many bonuses then. They just gave us cash. Uh, and uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a good period of time because there are so many great players coming out in 1965. It's amazing. The list, uh, Hall of Famers, big names that have made a mark in football. It, it was unbelievable, the draft. Yeah, I mean, I like to see that 65 draft compared with other drafts when you go down a list. It's, it's amazing, the guys there. But with us, you know, it's, it, you know, you get drafted by Detroit, you're getting drafted by the Raiders, and you have to make a choice. Well, at that time, you know, there's no big media thing with the NFL draft, AFL, and uh, so you have to make a decision. You know, you're still a young kid in, in college, and, you know, my decision was made, you know, because of the fact the AFL was a young league. They threw the ball a ton. That's what I was used to playing at Florida State all my years there. And so that that was the choice. And, you know, to get to that point, you know, you had Russ Thomas with Detroit. You had Scotty Sterling with us. Uh, you know, both, both people talking to you. Scotty came down to Tallahassee for a week before before we went to our uh, Gator Bowl game. And we had a great visit. We took we showed Scotty Tallahassee, which I think he really enjoyed. But uh, so you just had to make make a decision. And uh, my decision was already made up. You know, we we got an attorney, Babe Starry in Tallahassee, uh, to to draw up uh, and everything. You know, prior to signing, which didn't really commit me to signing. But uh, that, you know, I would actually talk to the Raiders first before I talked to Detroit. And so we went from there. And then after the Gator Bowl game, you know, of course, you know, with, the, with, with Al, he was right there with the contract right after the game. And I signed it before I went in the locker room.
You sign Fred Fred Bolitnikoff joins us. We take a look at his draft history brought to you by the M Resort Spa and Casino. That is incredible to me because as you Detroit was a really good team back then. It's not the Detroit we've been seeing the last couple of decades, but I want to go back to that point where you were aware from watching football and being a great college player that Detroit ran the ball a lot. The NFL was different than the AFL. So Mr. Davis signed you on the journey to the locker room. How is that even possible? Looking back at that, not even to, not even to come out of there, go to dinner. What was that about? How can make anything work? <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, with Detroit at the time, you know, they had guys like Terry Barn, Cogdill, Pat Studstill, and Warren Wells was a rookie on the team at that time. And, you know, taking that into consideration too, it was, and you know, and with the NFL was basically, you know, running, a lot of runs, you know, unless you were with, with uh, you know, with, with the guys in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I looked, I said, okay, where do I have a better chance of playing? You know, and obviously, you know, looking at those three guys at Detroit, it's, you know, there's a lot of work there too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, knowing that, you know, right out of the, right off the bat, you have a chance to play. And that's what I did. I took the chance to play. And then, you know, the other thing that went through my mind, too, is, you know, I, I went moved from Erie, Pennsylvania, down to Tallahassee, Florida, Florida State, which is a big move. And then I said, to hell with it. I'm going to California <laughs> to make another big move. And so I did it. I took a chance. I took a shot. Of course, you know, I was very convincing and I was really interested because of the fact, like I said previously, that, you know, you're, you're going to you're throwing the ball. I mean, you're going to have a running game that there's so much throwing involved that that's what the league was based on. The AFL was based on throwing the ball out. That's what was the attraction to everybody watching the AFL. And so that, that, that basically, you know, didn't even come across my mind that I would do anything else but go to Oakland. We're talking about the draft history of Fred Bolitnikoff, the Hall of Famer, kind enough to join us. So uh, one more follow-up on that, your family who you always had support from your family and they saw your success in Tallahassee. What was that decision like when you're talking to your family back home in Erie about the money, the decision, that's big separation from Erie all the way out to Oakland. How did that go over? Oh, my father, my, listen, my father was in a locker room. My mother was there at the Garibald game. My father was in a locker room, had no idea what went on. And by the time I got to the locker room, I had signed with the Raiders. And of course, he wasn't too happy, and uh, and it took, it took a little luster off our win, okay. But but that's the decision I made. You know, I figured that uh, you know I was always I, I was the middle child. I was I was I was always the one that was going to get in trouble some way, all right, <laughs> and then and piss everybody else off, okay, and just do what I want to do. So. I did. I made the decision. I, you know, obviously, I could never regret that decision, and I never regretted it. You know, from the first day I got to Oakland. Fred Bolitnikoff, as we wrap it up, that's an incredible story. As well as I've known you, and you've taken me into your life. I didn't know that story about your dad and mom, and the fact that it was signed going in there. Incredible. What was the reception like in Oakland? It's different now. Devontae Adams, when he has a press conference, the whole world is there. It's covered live on NFL Network. When you show up in Oakland after Mr. Davis signed you and you got to get an apartment and you got to get ready to play, what was the transition like the first couple of weeks or months? Oh, man, I'll tell you, well, the, well, the, the hotel, the administration, I mean, the, the uh, Raider organization was above the Leamington Hotel in downtown Oakland. 
And you walked in there, it was like one of those uh, old-time uh, mystery movies, okay? You, you, wanted, you, you would think you were going to see Johnny Dollar when you walked in, the detective, all right? But uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty interesting because Oakland at the time was a, a, a very old city, known for a lot for boxing and boxers and baseball. And, you know, you know, that type of thing. And then, of course, you had the 49ers and now you had the Raiders. And so it was pretty interesting because Oakland was the type of city uh, that reminded me a lot of being back home in Erie. Wow, fantastic. This is a great story. Fred Bolitnikoff's deep dive into his draft process, courtesy of the Raiders and M Resort Spawn Casino. So, Fred, as we wrap this up, when did you know after that great college finish in the Gator Bowl, coming to the Raiders, when did you think you really had a chance when you saw the team and the players and the journey began as a rookie? And what was that process? How difficult was it to get your name within the organization and prove that you had what it took to make the team and eventually be a star? Well, my first year, Tom Flores was a quarterback. He hated me because I couldn't catch a ball. And then partway through my second season, I tore up my knee. So my first two seasons were really a bust, all right? And then my third year when I came back, I didn't start, you know, right off the bat partway through the year. So it wasn't until my third year that I was actually starting. So I went through really – my first two years were like total a disaster, all right? And, of course, you know, when somebody's counting on you uh, to do and show what you did – playing in college and you got to make that transformation, which, which that transformation now is easier than it was back then. And, uh, it was hard. It was tough getting used to a game, which was actually professional football where you got beat around and, you know, you just didn't run around and people touch you, you get a flag thrown for you and all that type of thing. You know, you played against, you, you had no rules. Mm-hmm. You know, you had no rules, everything. It was a physical game. That's from, you know, they talk about the linemen and the defensive linemen, linebackers being physical, defensive backs. Well, you had to be physical, too. You had to be able to take some punishment, too. You know, so it was all built around toughness, how tough you were. You know, and you got to get used to having somebody that's competing against you that has a little bit more talent. So, you know, if you wanted to survive, you better figure it out pretty quick. You know, so I had a lot of great help from guys like Billy Cannon, Cotton Davidson, really helped me out a lot. And that's really what helped me get over the hump, even though I my first two years were very strenuous and physical problems and getting hurt and all that type of thing. Well, wow, just wow. We got you on a day. Today it's Coach Flores' birthday. And how cool is that? <laughs> right. So, tell, tell him I can catch the ball now. I wish to God. <laughs> absolutely, you can catch it now. And we're going to see you this summer as the Raiders play in the Hall of Fame game and Cliff Branch uh, gets in. We talked oh, to you yeah. after that, but I can't imagine what's going through your and your wife Angela's mind as you look back. You're going back again to Canton, which you often go back to, but now to represent Cliff and his family and to be on stage with your gold jacket. What will that mean to you? I mean everything. You know, I'll tell you what, it's – it's like I say, you know, this uh, Clifford would be wearing that jacket all day, 365 days out of the year, no matter what. And you would see somebody that would be so proud to be in the Hall of Fame and just showing everybody with the ring, with his bust, you know, with his jacket, everything. It's just, I mean, it's a thrill for me that he's in. And uh, it's like I was telling a friend of mine the other day, you know what, 
we got to quit putting Raiders that have passed away in the Hall of Fame. Let's get them in while they're alive so they can really, really enjoy it. But he'll be there in spirit, believe me. Absolutely. I know, I know that. I know that guy. He's around there somewhere, and he's probably with Snake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> having fun, right? If he's with having Snake, they're having a hell of yeah, a time. Tearing up the town. Thanks, Freddie. This is really a conversation I'm never going to forget. Thank the Raider organization, the alumni department, for making this happen. And for you to kick off the coverage we'll have leading up to the draft, which is in Vegas. Uh, this is a conversation I'll never forget. Have a good and thanks for doing this. All right. You too. You take care, JT. See you soon. You got it. Fred Bolitnikoff. Wow. You know how important Freddie is to me. You know how important he is. And that conversation was special. His history of the draft process and what it was like for him to go through the draft via Tallahassee. How about Mr. Davis? You know, the Gator Bowl game that he had was one of the great games ever. That's why the award is named after him, okay? Because of what he did in college on top of the pros. And for Fred to have that Gator Bowl experience and to end at that point and not even get to the locker room, not even to get to the locker room and Mr. Davis signs him, which means there had to be a pen, There had to be something going on. Can you imagine what the footage would have looked like? Mr. Davis walking off the field with Bolitnikoff, getting him to sign, and Fred's dad's in the locker room? And that conversation? And we're talking money back then compared to Devontae Adams today. I hope everybody kind of connects that together on what he did in his career with the Raiders and what all these other receivers are trying to catch up to with Fred Bolitnikoff. What a great man. What a great conversation all from him, his side. Thanks to the M Resort Spawn Casino as we continue with that. We'll have two players from every decade. We started it off with Fred Bolitnikov. Man, if that didn't make your day as a Raider fan, maybe another free agent. Also breaking news, Marcus Mariota. A two-year deal in agreement with the Atlanta Falcons. The Patriot way to sum it up is just doing things the right way without people having to tell you, telling, without people telling you to do it the right way. It's kind of like just do it right when no one's watching and the whole do your job and everything else. You're not worried about the next guy. You're worried about your assignment. And if they do their assignment, it's like a puzzle piece. If I do my job and you do your job and we put our two pictures together, we make a bigger picture. And so when you look at it from that standpoint, it's, not fairly hard it's fairly easy and everybody's just going to put their own spin on it and i'm sure when we get down to the off-season program and otas we're going to have conversations about it as a team and figure out what works best for us and hopefully make some things shake the season bolden brandon bolden i love that soundbite about the patriot way is just do it when no one's looking do it and I think other Raiders who have played for other coaches have done the same thing. But that's the philosophy going forward, especially with the former Patriots that are coming in. Marcus Mariota agrees to terms on a two-year deal in Atlanta now that Matt Ryan goes to the Colts. I always thought that Marcus should be a starter in this league. I always did. And I tweeted out earlier today that Baker Mayfield should want to play for free. Baker Mayfield's the last deck chair out there, and there's no jobs other than Seattle. Baker Mayfield to Atlanta or Houston would be perfect. I like Baker. I think he's a hell of a player. And he he didn't handle this whole social media thing correctly. 
So Marcus Mariota should start. He's got a lot left in the tank. I don't think the Raiders got enough out of him. My opinion, I think you agree with me. And look, Derek Carr, when he was healthy, which he was, was not coming off the field for Marcus Mariota. They put him in a couple of packages. I don't think the packages were right because he never threw it. He just ran with it, and everybody knew in the upper deck he was going to run. And he did pick up a couple of nice runs, but got injured a lot and wasn't available. We all wish Marcus Mariota the best. Rod here in Vegas on the Raider flagship. Hello, Rod. Hey, JT. How's it going? Doing Um, good, thanks. First and foremost, I want to say, you know, heartfelt condolences and and much respects to John Clayton. Um, Just like the previous caller talked about, you know, rushing home to turn on the – the worldwide leader there to, to see what news may have came down during this time of year. Um, that was me. You know, I, I had my, I had my guys, you know, uh, Mortensen, you know, John Clayton and, uh, you know, Dick Schaap was another one. Sure. Um, you know, those were, those were legends. And um, John Clayton to me, because we didn't have much following the, uh, the, AFC West, and it, he always had nuggets. You know, not just about about the Seahawks, but he had uh, he had good bits about our good bits about everybody. And uh, you know, he'll be sorely missed by me for sure, and if not everybody out there that that knew of him and knew of his work. Um, amazing, amazing interview with uh, with Freddie Filipinikov there. Oh my gosh, I I can't believe it. The, the stories that he told and and how do you like the the uh, the fact that he explained his first three years in the league as um, as hard as it was for him and and how disappointing it was and um, you know there was no rush to judgment there was no calling for a new draft pick not that I can remember anyway mm-hmm. of course I wasn't around back then but yep. not that not that we can read into anyway um, you know what you know what they had. Um, they had patience, uh, and um, and Al knew knew what he had when he, when he signed him. Like you said, he wouldn't he wouldn't have been on that sideline with that contract in hand if he didn't know what he had. And um, um, it's it's amazing to hear that because what we don't have nowadays is patience for mm-hmm. the young guys to learn. Yeah, the game. that's and, a great. And I, I know, and I know Fred said it himself. You know, it's a little bit easier. I I push back on that. I don't necessarily think. That it's easier in all positions. I think that there are challenges um, for different positions, especially a position like mm-hmm. like along the offensive line. Right. Because what that? My is. friend, I got I got to go. It's the top of the hour. I appreciate you getting that call and thank you for listening and complimenting Fred Bolitnikov for that interview. Very similar to Cliff. Cliff didn't get off to a good start. His first couple of years, the drops were over the top, but the Raiders had Bolitnikov and Branch, and their journeys are so unique. So unique, it's amazing. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Fred Bolitnikoff. Coming up at the top of the hour, my tribute to John Clayton. You don't want to miss it. And a former interview so you can hear his voice again on the flagship of the Las Vegas Raiders.